Hi, and thanks for joining us for episode 25 of the Twisted Stitches podcast. We're your hosts, Twee and Kimberly, and today we're recording on Saturday, October 3rd, 2015. Good. Happy October. Yay for October. I love October. I love October too. I think too. it's one of my favorite months. Definitely one of my favorite months. And one of my favorite holidays is in this month. Yes. I love Halloween. Halloween is the best. It and is the best. It's finally starting to feel a little like fall here. A little bit cooler and yay. Yay. I saw some pumpkins at the grocery store. Oh, that's awesome. It's pretty. I love pumpkins. I love pumpkin decorating. Yes. But um, Iron Muffin actually has a weird aversion to pumpkins and gourds. He does. He really doesn't like pumpkins or gourds, which confuses me. He thinks they're creepy. He thinks they're weird. So I tend to really like pumpkins and gourds, especially the gourds that are really strange looking with all the nubbies and the warts warts on it. Mm -hmm. So I'll buy like a bunch of them and set them on the table as like decoration. And he comes in and kind of screams. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Like like a girl like it's just ah like I've never met anyone with a pumpkin aversion. Exactly. Kimmy, what is that? What is that? And I'm like it's a gourd and he's like get it away. It's really really funny. You actually should probably go buy some today. I should probably get some today yeah. cuz tis the season, right? It is. It is. Yeah. You should buy them now so you can have them out for as long as possible. Exactly. Well, I think I put one in his in his studio once, <laughs> and he found it, and he was so not pleased with me. I just think it's hilarious. That's hilarious. We should start hiding them in his drawers. Well, especially because I don't understand where it comes from. Yeah. Like, he's, his mother really likes pumpkins and gourds, like his family. Like, they're, they're totally normal. They're like, just, they're totally harmless. Yeah, I don't understand, but he just has this, like, intense reaction to right. pumpkins. He's not afraid of them. He just thinks they're weird. Yeah. And he doesn't want to see them. So strange. And pumpkins, people. They're pumpkins. They're adorable. They're super cute, especially the small pumpkins. Exactly. And the and the Cinderella, the fairy tale pumpkins. Yes, and the little really mini white ones. Oh, I like the mini white ones. My favorite. Yeah. They come in all shapes and sizes. I don't know. It doesn't. I don't get it. He's crazy. Obviously, my husband is crazy. <laughs> Obviously. Obviously. Anyway. Anyway. Um, happy October. Happy October. In fact, it's October, right? Yes, I was gonna tell you that it's October. October. October is a month-long event hosted by the Carolina Fiber Girls podcast. Uh, They're having a bunch of events over there with prizes and all kinds of things. But basically, it's uh, just a month where you focus on making socks and finishing socks. Sounds lovely. Finishing all those pairs of languishing socks. I don't have actually a ton of socks in my meals right now, but I plan to remedy this. Nice. Yeah, so I'm excited, and I just love saying Socktober. Socktober! <laughs> I think you're going to have to, you know, knit socks for me, because I don't knit socks. Yeah, you don't like knitting socks. I don't like knitting socks. It's a bummer. It is a bummer. So, um, you'll have to knit socks for you in my name. I can take measurements yeah. of your hobbit feet. My big hobbit feet, and you'll mm-hmm. be like, hey, I need I need way more yarn than this pattern <laughs> calls for, because your feet are so huge. Yeah, that'll be nice, because I always have leftover yarn, so maybe your feet will take up a whole thing. Oh, it'll... Or it could be like all your leftover yarn. It could all be like a hodgepodge mm-hmm. of, of of yarn for October for Halloween. October. Yeah, that would actually be kind of fitting. That'd be interesting. Or like Dobby socks. Yeah, that'd be cute. That'd be, cute. That'd be we'll, super cute. We'll work on this. We'll think about it and yeah. get back to you. So, um, have you been knitting? I was just, I was just telling Tweet I haven't really been knitting that much, um, but I've 
when I have been knitting, I've been focusing on this uh, Mason Dixon baby blanket that I'm still the working modern on. Modern log cabin. Modern log cabin. It's looking really big in it's your lap there. Huge. Are you I still? Yeah, I think I am. I'm on. I'm on um, block seven and eight. So there's only and, ten, right? And there's only ten. Um, but I've just started block seven and eight, and they're really kind of big. long. Yeah, yeah, they're big blocks because they're you're knitting from the center out. Okay. So we're doing kind of like the the edge now. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm enjoying it. Mm-hmm. I think what's been happening is that <clears throat> I haven't been watching a lot of TV. Oh, so you haven't so been knitting. So I haven't been knitting. Right. Yeah. So that's I think that's that's my downfall. That's what's been happening. Clearly but you need to watch more TV. Obviously I need to watch more TV. Right. Or go to a movie or something. Um but yeah, I, I'm pretty happy with the way the baby blanket is turning out. Mm-hmm. I, again, I still think it's bigger than you thought it was than gonna I be. thought it was gonna yeah. be. And, and I'm not done yet. The amazing Madeline Tosh DK. Yeah, it's pretty, uh, huh? It's like orange. The orangey brown. brown color is amazing looking. Yeah, and it's got like hints green. of green. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, it's gorgeous. Can you, can you hold it up for me? Actually, I want to see how big it is. Oh Your... my god, this thing's. <clears throat> oh yeah, it is a very good size. It's a pretty good size. It's almost it's a lap blanket. It's at least the size of a lap blanket mm-hmm. now, and I still have four sections to go. Wow, now I kind of want to make one. You should make one. Yeah. I have no need for a baby blanket for myself. Right, clearly, but oh. but it's sort of just relaxing because it's all in stockinette stitch. Garter. Oh, I'm sorry, garter? Yeah. So it's like, it's, it's definitely knit, knit, knit. the perfect thing to do when you're watching TV. Okay, cool. Do you think you'll have it done soon? Uh, yeah, I'm going to try to, so I'm going to try really hard <laughs> to have it done um, probably by the end of November. I've got um, a couple of other mm. things I that I want to knit for Christmas. Yeah, mm. for Christmas gifts, so I got to. Oh, gosh. we got to start thinking about that. Oh, yeah. That's what happens that we're like, oh, it's December. Oh, Christmas gifts. Yeah. Even though we've kind of talked about it before, we haven't really done anything. Yeah. A lot of people have been doing, you know, started Christmas gifts in July. It was like Christmas in July. I know there was a thing and people had started on their gift giving, uh, knitting, but uh, I don't think we've done that. Nope. No. No. More power to you people. Yeah. I'm sure I'll be scrambling. We'll see. I'm always scrambling. Yeah. Always scrambling, but yeah. So well, it's beautiful. Thank you. We'll see how it goes. I'm still, I'm knitting it right now while we podcast. Mm-hmm. So uh, this will be. It's fun. It's fun. It's a nice. It's a nice blanket. Are you? You're working on the brown and the yellow right now. Are you done with the other two colors? No. No, the other two colors then are, the are blocks two? nine and ten. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. And yeah. you have still have enough yarn. So far, yeah. I think I'm gonna have over. Okay. I think I'll still have over. So okay. I'm gonna try to not break open a skein. Oh, you have if I don't extra? have to. Okay. I think I'm going to have, extra, uh, like, a whole extra skein. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, but we'll see. Okay. We'll see. But it looks like... See, I only have one more block, I think, with this brown, you see? But this is a full it's skein. It's a full skein. Mm-hmm. So I feel like... You give it to me. I feel, yeah, I feel like I have, have. I'm going to have more stuff. So... Okay. We'll see. Okay. I'm hopeful. What are you knitting? Oh, that's your baby yeah, blanket. Yeah, I'm still knitting this baby blanket, too. This one is the Chevron Baby Blanket by Space Trico. And that's in my Knit Picks comfy. Escape. That's, that's from Finding Nemo. <laughs> yes. Uh, this is uh, almost done, actually. I am on the last, the second to last stripe. So after this stripe I'm working on, I just have the last stripe in the tealish colorway that I began the blanket in, and then I'll be done, and then I'll have to weave in a million ends. Mm-hmm. How did you, you made a bunch of these. Did you, did the, these ends annoy you? <laughs> yeah, so what I, well, what I did the first time was I did even all the different ends. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and it took forever, but I did it as I went. Oh, okay. So I didn't have all of them to do at the end. Right. But the second time I did the blanket, remember, I did it in gray, white, and yellow. Mm -hmm. So I only had three colors. Mm -hmm. So I actually just carried the yarn up the side. Oh, I think I remember So that. I didn't have to, at least for the, it went like white, gray, white, gray, yellow, white, gray, white, right, gray, right, yellow. Right, right, right. So at least for white, gray, white, gray, I would carry the yarn up so I'd have oh, less ends. Oh, that's nice. It was. I should have thought ahead. It was much. It was much easier. But you. But you're doing the the correct pattern. Like right, right. Color it switches after switch, ten yeah. rows. So, I do, I will have a lot of ends to weave in. I'll probably do them all in one night while I watch TV or something. I'm not looking forward to that. But. Yeah, but see, that's the. I think that's usually the problem for me is that I'll wait. I'll finish the whole blanket or finish the whole project, and then there'll be all these ends, and then I'll just. Stare at it? I'll just stare at it. And Put it in a corner? Yeah, and I don't <laughs> finish enough. it. And I have a couple hats like that, too, which only have, like, two or three ends. Hat? Come yeah. on. But I'm looking at it going, I don't want to weave in those ends. Oh, I, went, I was just like, oh, like, just bring so them lazy. The next time we podcast, and we'll just we'll do, just do while, ends while we podcast. Yeah, we'll just do ends next time. Because hats are easy. I know. Yeah. I mean, there's no excuse. There is no excuse. I'm not, I'm not saying that I'm proud of this. <laughs> I'm just saying that there's no excuse, and this is what's happened to me last time. Okay. Good to know. That's funny. I didn't even know that. Yeah, I'm just like, oh, I hate weaving in ends. I also, I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that I was never really taught very well how to weave in ends. Yeah, that so, is true. I kind of, I'm sure I do it okay, and I've definitely read, you know, blog posts and other things on how to weave in ends. Yeah. But really, I kind of just sew them in and hope they don't come I out. I hope they don't come don't out. Know, there's, real no, there's no real method to my madness. Me too. And so I feel like there's a better way to do it or a more, like, a more artful way to do right, it where right. you know it's not going to come out. And I've tried, like, a couple different ways. But again, I'm sort of like, it kind of, not like it ruins the project for me, but it always kind of makes me slightly sad that I don't know how to weave in the ends and then there's like a bump somewhere or there's... You, we should really, never, we should look into this. Out. There's definitely, I've definitely read like posts on different ways to weave in ends. Like yeah. on the pearl side, you know, you know, di you know diagonally yeah. and, um, you know, in garter stitch. There's a, a bunch of different articles well, that you can read. And then the last time I did a baby blanket for my friend, she's laughing because she's like... She's like, he loves it, he loves it, blah, 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 blah. And then she's like, oh, yeah, but then the other day he found, like, an end, an end and he's just been pulling at it. Oh, no. And now it started unraveling. Like, it's just started getting bit. looser and looser. Oh, yeah. No. And I'm like, no. And I just think that's my failure yeah. as a knitter. Is There's those a bunch of other ways. So you could slip the yarn and then, like, weave the weave two ends. And that way they're thinner. Yeah. Let's do some research before the next podcast. Maybe we'll talk about it. Because I am interested in this. And... I think it would help us, yeah. You know, at least understand the process better. Yeah, that sounds good. Okay, sweet, cool. Uh, have you been working on anything else? No, that's pretty much it. it. Yeah, I'm sorry, guys. Oh, it's okay. You've been. I know you've been monogamous knitter. I know you've been. Um, I've been tired. Tired. Been tired. working stuff. So I know. Well, I. You've been I, working on a lot of stuff. I yes, I have been. I finished some stuff too, so that's why I don't have a ton of Yay! whips this week. But I also. Picked back up my Hermione's Everyday Socks, and... Is that your second one? This is the second one. Yeah. I finished the first one a little while ago, and... But then the second one's been languishing. Uh, I, if you recall, I had been doing them simultaneously, so I left the second sock right at the heel flap, and but it had just been sitting there uh, for, like, a month. And so I decided to... Since it's October, mm -hmm. I decided to start with my one sock whip that I had, 
and uh, pick this back up. And I'm, so I'm right now, I'm working on the heel flap, mm-hmm. and it's just a slip stitch heel. And I think I'm about, uh, I'm actually almost done with the heel flap, but then I'll pick up the gusset stitches and start the leg. Nice. And, yeah, I mean, it's going well. I think I, if I really concentrate, I could probably finish this sock in the next week. And these are in the Koigu. I even looked it up this time because I always forget how how many, many P's, P's are, how many yeah. P's are in it. It's K P P M, and <laughs> the colorway is P five three nine. I wish they had names. Yeah, you know, but Koigu has so many colorways. I guess it might be hard. They have a ton. But that is really pretty. It's like a seafoam. Yeah, it's a, green, a mix of greens, brown. and I really like it. And I will be excited to finish this sock. And have a pair, hopefully, you know, in time for October. So I'm the cast. I feel like I want to cast on a couple more pairs. This is the only sock I have on the needles right now, mm-hmm. which is I think unusual for sock knitters. A lot of them have many socks on the needles, but I only have this one, <clears throat> and I will finish it soon. Excellent. Yeah, that's kind of the only two things I've been working on though. So. But you finished a bunch of stuff. I did, well, not a bunch. I finished a couple things, so we're going to Yeah, we should, go, we should move on because I did not finish anything. Okay, let's go on to faux show. Faux show! <laughs> I love the way you say that. Um, do, do we just like it when I scream faux show? I'm going to start doing that when we are out. Out, out and about. We're just out and about, and I'll be like, faux show! And I'll be like, uh... I'm, I'm going to walk away from you. I'm not with her. Okay. She I came in my car. I don't know who she is. I think is. you should do that. Someone call the police. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I finished the scroll work hat that I was working on last podcast. Uh, that's a pattern from, I think, one of the Brooklyn Tweed collections. And it was by Irina Dmitrieva. And I used Manos Maxima in Sweet Potato. Nice. I remember, remember that. the orange yeah. hat. And so... I finished that hat. It was for a birthday present, as you recall. Mm-hmm. And so the birthday was about a week after we recorded last. Mm-hmm. So I had to really hustle. Yeah. And the pattern is... But you made it. I did. The pattern is really nice. It's cables, but it's not so complicated. I, I love cables, but sometimes in some patterns, they make me tired because it yeah. feels like a cable change, you know, every row, every other row, or if... I remember making, oh, I can't remember what it's called. There's a Jared Flood hat that I love, but there's like a cable cross every four stitches or something. Yeah. And it's... That makes my brain tired. Yeah. And, but but the hat turned out beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> I actually should make it again someday. It was really pretty. I gave it away uh, so I don't have it, but I always told myself I would make it again. But this hat's really nice. The charts are really easy to read. It's not confusing at all. And I used uh, U.S. needle size fives for the ribbing and sevens for the body of the hat. And the hat came out pretty dense, like thick, because the Maxima is like a kind of a heavy worsted single ply. And this hat was written, I'm pretty sure, for Brooklyn Tweed Shelter, which is really yeah. lofty. Um, I mean, I still really like the hat, but it was kind of dense. Yeah. I would probably... Was it like stiff? Yeah, a little bit. Especially with the cables and stuff. Yeah. I blocked it, so it ended up being drapier than when I was knitting it. But I think if I did it again, I would probably go up a needle size for the body of the hat, maybe to an 8, or just use a slightly thinner yarn. or Because like, the Maxima is pretty, it's 
pretty thick. Mm-hmm. It's like a heavy worsted, you know what I mean? I was thinking, yeah, but when I've seen that yarn, mm-hmm. I never think of it as a heavy worsted. Like, I think of it as, like, thicker. As bulky or something? Yeah. Yeah, it could be. I think you could totally knit it. Use it as bulky. Yeah, yeah. just it it just be, the fabric would just be a lot drapier, you know what I mean? Right. And so, I had mailed it off, so I don't have it here. Let me show Kimberly a picture. If you guys follow us on Instagram, uh, the Twisted Stitches podcast Instagram, you probably saw it. So here it is, Kimberly. Yeah, that's really pretty. Yeah, it was really pretty, and I liked it a lot. I actually think, unlike you, I don't make a ton of the same hat pattern over and over again, except for one or two really simple hats. But I think I would like to make this one again maybe for me. I do have some shelter yarn in my stash somewhere. Oh, that'd be good. I can find it. Yeah. See what... It's yeah, like, what it's like in the yarn that it's called for. Mm-hmm. And it's really pretty. It's a really autumnal color. And our friend is a very autumn fall person. Yeah, she loves fall. Yeah. And Kimberly sent her a hat, too. I did. It was yellow. It was yellow, yes. And yeah. I sent her an orange one. So that's perfect. That was pretty fun. She was pretty excited. So, And then uh, with that <clears throat> done, I wanted to... I just, I thought it would be nice to make a matching sort of hat for my friend's daughter mm-hmm. with the leftovers um, so she could have a matching hat with mommy. And so I started a another barley hat. That's and cute. that's the free pattern by Tin Can Knits. And it comes in all sizes. It starts from baby all the way up to like a large adult head. Mm-hmm. And I, I didn't know how much uh, the maximum I had left. So, I mean, I just started it, though, and I figured I would just use another yarn if I ran out. And I totally did run out. About halfway through the hat, I made the baby size. I ran out of the orange Maxima. And so I just used uh, some Malabrigo Merino Worsted, which is very similar in, um, you know, makeup. It's another single-ply Merino. And the colorway is Polar more. It's very pretty. Which is a light gray. Mm-hmm. And so it's just half in orange and half in gray. And this only took me... A day or two to complete. It's really cute. I decided it'd be cute to send it to her, so then she'll have an orange hat like her mommy. Yeah, it's super cute. And I used actually bigger needles for this one. After making the other one, I thought it might be better to use a bigger needle just to make it a little drapier. Mm-hmm. And so, what did I use? I used yeah, US six and eight. So I just went up a needle size from each one. And yeah, I like this is the barley that's free. Everyone's made one. Um, it's a very nice hat though, and it's super cute. It is super cute. Yep. So those are the only two things that I finished, though. Two hats, uh, which are good, though, because I can count them towards my 15 and 2015 hat challenge um, from the Stitch and Bitch podcast. Yeah, nice. Yeah. No FOs for you? No FOs for me. Sad. I know. <laughs> it's these baby blankets, I tell I know. you. They're never ending. People keep having babies. Yeah, all of our friends are having babies. Even more. Like, and I'm like... Oh, I gotta start another blanket. Me too. And the, yeah, and it's like, it's like so much that then you think, oh, I gotta figure out what blanket to start because you don't want to make the same blanket again, no. you know. So I think we should just switch, start switching to hats. Yeah, little baby, baby hats. hats. Then you can I, have lots of them. Yeah, I can make a baby, two baby hats for each baby. It would still take less time than a blanket. Yeah. Like, so we gotta maybe I get on this. Oh, let's see. And okay. So our next segment is cued. Cued. Did you cue anything? I didn't cue anything. Kimberly? I know, I'm sorry. 
Why are you not? I have been on Ravelry, though. Have you? I have. I, I've been, been looking. What have you been doing on Ravelry? Just stalking? stalking? Oh. <laughs> what have you been stalking? I've been stalking patterns. What kind of And pattern? then I was stalking, um, like, so I'm doing a de-stash, right? Mm-hmm. So I've actually been stalking some of my yarn, like what people have done with the yarn that I'm, I'm selling. Okay. Because I wanted to, I have a lot of yarn. And I have a lot of yarn that I really like, mm-hmm. but I just, I'm obviously from this podcast, you know, I'm a very <laughs> slow knitter. I just don't need all of this stuff. So I've been queuing yeah. things that I like that people have made with the yarn I've had, but then I've been selling that yarn. So I keep the pattern at least. So I know oh, what, okay. you know. Well, um, I like, I like to do that sometimes too. So in case, sometimes I just don't end up selling the yarn or no one bites right away and then I'll end up, you know, using, using it. it. Yeah. 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 So I kind of feel like. I've been just sort of like perusing the different patterns and seeing what other people have done with with mm-hmm. their yarn. Has it inspired you at all? Yeah, I mean, I think that it's a lot of it. I I I've, I always it has to do with like my buying patterns. So I always go into a store and I buy very I have like a very specific color palette mm-hmm. and kind of aesthetic that I like. Mm-hmm. But then I get it back and I don't like I really like variegated variegated yarn. Mm-hmm. I never want to knit with variegated yarn. Yeah, because you don't have a lot of wildly crazy colored stuff at your house. No. Like, I really like very simple, plain, one-colored yarn. And But when I get in the store, I really like variegated yeah. yarn. Yeah. No, yeah. So, I sort of noticed this by looking at my stash. I'm like, I'm never going to knit with this. Or I'm right. never going to... So, I've been trying to clear some of that out. And some of the... Like, for instance, I have this... I'm, I'm giving away that... Um, I'm selling this, like, really large quantity of mohair... Oh, yeah, you both. I'm trying yeah. to talk you out of that. No, it's true. We live in Los Angeles. It's and true. Mohair. It was a mistake. I, yeah. So I had found this, like, sweater that I loved that it's it's in this electric blue classic elite Legrand. Oh, like, Legrand? Legrand color. Yeah. That's a mo- that is nice mohair if you like mohair. Gorgeous, right? But I bought 11 skeins of it, like, sweater quantity. Well, I don't remember seeing that in your stash. It's all it. the way in the back. Oh, okay. Like, it's so far in the back. When Tweet comes over, she didn't even see it, right? Yeah. So I pulled it out, and I'm selling it. Because I'm like, I love this yarn. I am never going to knit with this yarn. Right. Even though I want to knit this sweater. Also, I'm never going to knit this sweater with this yarn, well, you right? You wouldn't even wear this sweater. I would never even wear the yeah. sweater. And I bought this so... I bought this like 10 years ago. Like when Twee and I first became friends. We yeah. bought it so early. I'm like, I don't even fit into the size I bought it oh, for. Gosh. Do you know what I mean? Like, but yeah. I still have the yarn because I have this like, oh, I love Maybe that I'll yarn. Maybe I'll do something else with it, yeah. Yeah, and so now I'm just like... Let's be, let's let's be let's yeah. be honest here. Let's reality check. Let's let's be honest. Let's look at this and say, am I really gonna use it? So that's actually been really helpful because I've gone through yeah. my stuff and I've been looking on Ravelry mm-hmm. and other things people have been doing, and so it gets me excited about knitting new things. So mm-hmm. I've been able to kind of purge all this old yarn that's perfectly any, good. Yeah, and I don't feel bad at all. Bad about it, no, I'm just like tastes change over time. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I have this beautiful like it's silly. So I'm sort of I've got this up. As well, but I'm not. I'm not sure if I really want to give it up yet. But okay. it's a blue sky alpaca. Oh, the Surrey. Oh yeah, Surrey alpaca. Surrey. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's so pretty. And it's beautiful, and it is kind of mohair like. It is, and I bought not... it in sweater quantity. Oh, I feel maybe you should. I don't knit sweaters. Maybe you should only sell maybe half of it, and then make you know a scarf or a wrap with the other half. Yeah, but I mean, even that, like, I'm more excited to use the yarn I bought two weeks ago. Right. 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 So. I'm just sort of like, well, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna try, 
to be a little bit more picky with what I buy and like kind of yeah. know myself better. Cause yeah, I always do go after like the really bright variegated yarn and then I get a home and, or the thick and thin yarn that mm. I really, I have you some like thick and thin. bulky yarn I do. Too. I love bulky yarn. Again, we live in Southern California. So I'm just trying to be a little bit more conscious. Yeah. It is kind of, it's true though. Sometimes I'll buy things that I'm just attracted to, even though I know it's unlikely that I'll actually be able to wear it yeah. and use it. And it's okay occasionally just to have a few skeins of those, you know, really beautiful yarns that make you happy. Yeah. You know? But, yeah, maybe you don't need a sweater quantity of it. Probably don't need a sweater quantity of it. Right. So that's why, yes, I'm not really queuing anything in particular. Mm -hmm. um, just, I'm just doing a general, like, oh, I have this yarn. What did they do with this yarn? Oh, that's nice. Oh, yeah, that's really cool. Maybe I'll keep that yarn. Because <clears throat> if I still like something that they're doing with that yeah. yarn, then I'll keep it. But if that it's actually, something, like, uh, dated, I don't really That actually happened to me recently the other day. Someone PM'd me on Ravelry about I was selling a, a sweater quantity. I mean, it's been on there forever of some Rowan yarn, and she just asked me, oh, would you be willing to sell only three? I think I have 11. Yeah. You know? And I don't tend to like to break up sweater quantities like that. Yeah. Uh, just in case I decide to make a sweater out of it. Right, I don't have right. enough, right? But it, it actually prompted me to go in to look at it and see what other people had made with that yarn to see if I really wanted to get rid of any of it. Yeah. And... Instead of making me want to get rid of it, it made me want to keep it because I saw some really cool things that people had made on right. and I queued a sweater. Good. So, yeah, that was, I, it was actually a kind of a very similar situation. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, what okay. did we do without Ravelry? I don't know. It wasn't as fun. That's we for were sure. sad. Yeah. Yeah. We sad. It would just be me and you. Like, like together. Would you queue? I, I mean, don't know. yeah. Did you find this pattern? Yeah, it was in the bin. <laughs> Uh, well, I queued a couple things. Nothing too crazy. Um, but I do like to troll Ravelry for new patterns. Mm -hmm. And so I queued a hat I found. It's called North Street. And it's by Sarah H. Arnold. And I can't remember if it's pay or free. I think it's a pay for pattern. Uh, but it's a nice looking hat. <laughs> but it's... Uh, it's you, the pattern calls for fingering weight yarn, but you hold it double. Oh, right. Okay. Which is nice because I have a ton of fingering weight yarn and I never think about doing something like that, like holding it double and making it a thicker yarn to make something else. Yeah. And so I feel like a lot of my pattern choices are kind of limited in that way. You know, a lot of socks and shawls and, you know, fingering weight hats, but fingering weight hats take forever. <clears throat> yeah. But held double, I think it would be pretty fast and you would use up way more yarn. Yeah. So I think that would be a really good way to use up some of my fingering weight skeins, of which I have many. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I was just like plotting. I have so many single skeins. That's another thing. I, I mean, you know, like I just buy what's what's pretty. Yeah. And I I've been trying to do less of that. At least buying just one skein. Yeah. Because one skein of fingering does go a long way. But I I found like lately I've been looking at patterns that required two, you know, yeah. or three even. Yeah, it's just a slouchy, it looks like a ribbed hat. Um, but oh, it's really cute. simple. Yeah. yeah, and it's really cute. That model looks like Peggy. Uh, yeah, she actually does look a little like our friend. Yes, and this pattern is paid for. It's $4. And it actually says this pattern has been professionally tech edited, which I appreciate, especially for something that I'm paying for. So, 
yeah, I think it's really cute, and I definitely want to try this pattern. And it looks really cool. The The way it looks, at least here, the decreases look kind of cool. And, yeah. And then the next thing I queued uh, were a... Or a, I don't even like grammar, it's terrible today. <laughs> the next thing I queued is the Bob and Weave Socks by Susie White from the Prairie Girls Knit and Spin podcast. Uh, if you remember, I made Susie's Zigzagular Socks a while back yeah. in the neon yarn. But she just came out with a new pattern pretty recently called Bob and Weave. And it's it, cute. Yeah, it's really cute, right? And it's a really great pattern. It's uh, textured. I'm not exactly sure what the texture pattern is called, but uh, it's kind of similar, I feel like, in, to the Hermione's Everyday Socks, where it's, like, all over texture, and it looks like it'd be really great for highly variegated yarn, and I'm going to show it to you right now on the computer. Here you go. Oh, that's really nice. Right? Yeah, that's yeah. really cute. I mean, I think it'd be good in, like, solids or variegated, but I think it would just root really well in variegated. Do you because it, looks like, it looks like candy, like tiny candy that's been like mixed a lot. Oh, like sprinkles or Yeah, like candy. sprinkles. All yeah. yeah, it looks like that. I have lots of skeins that are super bright and crazy colors. That'd be really But good. it's hard to, you know, I'm like, I don't know if I need a shawl this color sometimes. Yeah. But I think these socks would be really cute and the texture pattern would help break up the colors so that they look cool like this. And this is another paper pattern. It is $4. And... Right now, I'm not sure. Oh, through October 9th, she's having a sale on the pattern. Oh, good. It's 33% off using the code Third Birthday 3RDBDAY. That's all caps. And it says so on the pattern page as well if you um, want to get it. 33% off. I'm pretty sure I bought it already. So it came out to be a very good price. <laughs> yeah, that's great. And yeah, I could see myself making a lot of these. Uh, with some of my crazier skeins. Mm -hmm. Plus it's October, and I need to start some more socks. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. So, thank you, Susie. I'm excited to start those. That's great. Yeah. All right, our next segment is events. Events! Events! Uh, we went I'm, to an event? Yes, I'm going to start with the events that are coming up, and then we, let's do our recap of last week's okay. events. Okay? Okay. All right. So we're probably going to miss this. By the time this goes up, you will have missed this. So sorry. But I just want to let people know that this weekend, October 3rd and 4th, uh, is the Vista Fiber Arts Fiesta. Nice. Yes. I went last year, and that's in Vista, California, which is south of us, towards San Diego. And it's a really cool little festival at this railroad museum, and they have all kinds of fun things, a lot of fiber and, uh, like, you know, farm-type stuff, um, they have a really cool barn where they have all this weaving stuff, but there are a lot of cool vendors. Um, I wanted to go this year, but it's just a little far, and I still have stuff from last year I didn't use, right. you know? So I figured I'll just wait maybe another year. Plus, the person I usually go with is Peggy, my friend, and she has a baby, and I don't think she could go, so yeah. I don't want to drive down to close Alone. to San Diego by myself. So. It's a long drive. It is. It's not close. Mm -mm. Although, hmm. Mysterious Galaxy is coming. Yes, Mysterious Galaxy is a great bookstore in San Diego, but it's not quite that far. Oh, so we so wouldn't, wouldn't even be able to go to no, Mysterious Galaxy. it's not even in San Diego. Oh. No, it's just sort of on the way. It's like right, down. Right, right, So, uh, but yeah, that's a fun event. Definitely check Road it out. Road trip fail. I know, or look <laughs> it up for uh, next year. And and then the next event is called Yarnosphere. That's October 17th and 18th at the Expo Art Center in Long Beach. 
this is an event, I think this is the third year. We haven't gone ever. It's still a pretty small event. And I think it's been growing. And I thought about going last year, but I can't remember what happened. I think scheduling just didn't work yeah. out. Um, they have classes and they do have vendors. Not a ton, but I think they're really trying to, you know, sort of build this event. Mm-hmm. And I like that it's not too far. It's in Long Beach, which is like 40 minutes away from us. Yeah. Not too bad. And yeah, you should check out their website if you're in the area and see if you're interested. They have, you know, the list of vendors and the list of classes up. I'm, I'm not sure if I'm going to go yet. I've been thinking about it, but I might have something that weekend. I'm not sure yet. Right. Yeah. But um, definitely check it out if you're in the area. Cool. And then the next event, there's a lot of events coming up. <clears throat> and I don't have a ton of information about the next event just yet. But the Flying Kettle is coming back to the Altered Stitch. Yay! Uh, she is doing an event with designer Anthony Casalena, who is a Southern California designer. Um, I've seen him at a bunch of shows and things. Mm-hmm. And they're doing some kind of special collaboration. And I don't know exactly what, you know. I'm sure it's like a design with special yarn, but they haven't let out too many details yet. And that's at the Altered Stitch in, is it Valley Village? I think so. Valley Village, which is basically near... It's in the it's in San Fernando Valley. It's, yes. it's near North Hollywood. Okay. If you're around there. And that's yeah. October 17th. I don't have a time yet. I think you should just keep an eye out on the Altered Stitch Facebook or Instagram page, they'll I'm sure they'll give you more information as it gets closer. Yeah. It's only in a couple weeks, so I'm sure they'll have a time soon. But I am excited about that. I might go to that. Yeah, that sounds cool. Yeah. And that's close by to us, which is nice. Yeah. And those are all the upcoming events. So go if you're in Southern California and support your local yarn brand. Yay! Yay! Alright, so time for recap. Recap time! Recap time. We went to Unwind Yarn in Burbank. Yay! Uh, for Stephanie's uh, birthday party. Yep. She's the, Who's owner. the owner. Yes. And she brought in the Lemonade Shop. Oh, the yes. Lemonade. Which has beautiful yarns. And they're based out of Colorado, mm-hmm. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Kimberly, can you. Did you have fun? What happened? I had a lot of fun. <laughs> it was so much fun. Um, it was really nice um, to, to go and see all the fun knitters that like I don't I don't actually get to normally go yeah um I work kind of far so took me an hour and 45 minutes to get there <laughs> poor Kimberly she had to rush over afterwards I came I like stepped into the shop and everyone's like really happy and relaxed and I'm like shaking yeah, from just, traffic everyone's just sitting around drinking lemonade having cake yeah and I'm like ah oh, I need like cake yeah. so you did actually eat cake immediately after you got there. I turn around, you're eating cake. And I'm shoving cake. cake into my mouth. I was so hungry. It was such mm-hmm. a long drive. And so it was It was a really nice birthday party for her, I think. Like, yeah. the, the yarn was really nice, and everyone was very, like, excited mm-hmm. and um, respectful. She, yeah. she had, like, a, a good variety of different kinds of yarns from the shop, but I don't think she had as much as she probably... Um, needed because I don't think yeah. a lot of people RSVP. Right. Stephanie had asked people to RSVP, and I, you know how people are. I think they just didn't. They just figured they'd show up, or maybe they didn't know if they could come for sure. So the amount of yarn she ordered, I don't think, was quite enough for the demand. The crowd, yeah. Because yeah. it was a big, it was a big crowd. Right. But it was still fun. You know, we just sat around and hung out, and 
everyone got, you know, some yarn. And... Yeah, and Stephanie's lovely, and she's so helpful, and she was really excited, too, because, you know, she got to, like, hand out all the yarn, right. and so there's this big thing about handing out which yarn you got, and, and so, yes, Twee and I got, we got some yarn. Yeah, we can talk about mutual therapy. Yeah, but... But it was a lovely event, and mm-hmm. I think um, a lot of it was sort of better because... Everyone was so excited because it was Stephanie's birthday. Mm-hmm. Like it was just like a nice. Yeah, the crowd at that store is always is always really really happy nice. and friendly. Yeah, right. um, it's not like some some of these stores like you go into and like you go into and people like look at you from the table and they're like, "What are you doing here?" Yeah, it's so weird. I mean, I in general I find I find most yarn stores to be pretty friendly, but I do sometimes get that vibe of I don't know just. You know, when I walk into a new store, or if I just don't come there very often, and especially if there's people just around the table, they, they look at you, and I'm sure they're not thinking mean things, but it is kind of, it's almost like you're the new kid in class. Yeah, and they Everyone kind of like turns and look you up and down. You, you know? Yeah, there's a couple stores in Los Angeles that I've I've had that happen to. Yeah, so, actively avoid. Yeah, that I kind of just don't <laughs> go into anymore. Just, like, not like even the, it's not even the girl behind the counter is unfriendly. No, it's no, like... It's, the, the people, the right. clientele is actually just sitting there and, like, you open the door and they just, like, kind of all look at you and, like, look at your clothes and look at, and then they're like, oh. And then they just turn away. Like, it's just sort of, like, a weird, yeah, it's, like, high school. It's, like, high school, thing. yeah. It is kind of strange. Yeah. It doesn't happen too often, but. No, but, I mean, that never has happened at Unwind. Mm-hmm. So, we just love going there all the time to, you know. Just hang out when we can. Yeah, <clears throat> exactly. Um, but we do have sad news. We do have sad news. I know. Unwind is actually closing. Yeah, so they're going to close, I think, by the end of October, right? I think in, like, next week, no, this weekend and then next weekend she's open. Um, so a couple more weeks. Yeah, and this has been our neighborhood yarn store for quite a while. I yeah. remember when she first opened. Right, I think that the store opened actually right after or at the same time that I started knitting. Yeah. So it's always... In my mind, it'll always be connected to sort of my, you know, knitting journey, my knitting life. Mm-hmm. And so it was a real bummer to hear that it, she would be closing shop and pretty soon. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, things like life circumstances have changed for Stephanie, which are all good for her. And she's going to be a, a yarn rep yeah. for a bunch of awesome yarn lines. So she'll be bringing yarn to a bunch of other people now, not just us. Yeah. Really and so her. that'll be really exciting, and I know she's really excited. We're very excited for her. Yeah. We're just really, sad for ourselves. Unfortunately, she can't do both jobs yeah. at the same time, you know, and as someone else, I was talking to someone else at the store who said, you know, you know Stephanie shouldn't be, you know, shouldn't have to keep the store open just to feed, like, our need for yeah. <laughs> this community and this yarn, you know, like, it's, you know, she shouldn't be, you know, just for us. Yeah. Um. So that's kind of a bummer, but... You know, we're really happy for her, and I know we'll see her again, so. Yeah, you know, absolutely. Yeah, so. But, you know, she's still open for the next couple of weeks. If you're in the area, stop by, say hi. I've um, got some sales going on, Yeah, too. I think there's still some sales going on. I actually might run by this weekend. Mm-hmm. I told her I'd stop by just to say hi again, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that was a really fun event, and so let's move on to retail therapy. We can tell everyone retail what therapy. we bought. Okay, so I didn't buy, I only bought one thing, and it happens to be the same thing that Twee bought. And I'm going to talk about it because I love it so much. It's from the Lemonade Shop, and it was from Stephanie's birthday. And it's called Blue Fluffy Unicorn. <laughs> That's right. I'm going to say it again. It's called Blue Fluffy Unicorn. And it is 
a magical skein it is of a awesomeness. Magical, this is a skein that you, I mean, I feel like I should just buy another one just so one can be for display. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Probably you could put one in a case. Yeah. It's gorgeous. So it's this very bright, light blue. What is it? I don't what even know what kind of blue it is. It's not a, it's not teal. It's not teal. It's like a, it's not yeah. a sky blue either. It's sort of darker than a sky yeah. blue. But it does have sort of a greenish undertone a little bit. It does. It's like, I don't know what to say. It's almost like a, like electric duck blue, maybe? I don't mm-hmm. know. I don't know what to call it. Um, and, it's awesome. And then there's like a little, <clears throat> I don't know what to call it, like a little section. Of yeah, them. there's like a rainbow stripe section. If you've ever seen the Lemonade Shop yarns, you'll kind of know what we're talking about. Most of it is one solid color, um, but on one end, there's just like a section of rainbow awesomeness. Mm-hmm. And this is almost like a neon rainbow. So it's like hot pink, hot and pink, purple, yellow. Bright yellow, hot green. Uh, this blue. There's a darker blue, blue and, purple. and purple. And this is in the sparkle base. Yeah. Which means it has Stellina in it, so it's sparkly. I mean, how could we not get... Uh, it's called Blue Fluffy Unicorn, people. Yeah, with sparkles. Why would you think we would not be into this? <laughs> so we each got a skein. We each got a skein. I have no idea what I'm going to do with my skein. I don't know. This is, but I have to say, I knew what I was doing when I bought that, because... Yeah. You know what you can't regret you this. Can't, no, I don't regret this. that at all. It's gorgeous. It is beautiful. It's gorgeous. I'm super excited about I it. I love it so much. I mean, I want to make... I don't know what I'm going to make out of it. I think I'm going to make a hat. Oh. Oh, that would be nice. Yeah. Ooh, I want to see what that looks like. I think I'm going to make a hat. I might make a fun. shawl, like a hitchhiker or something. Yeah. Oh, it's so pretty. It's so fluffy. It's so fluffy. So that's, the, that's actually the only skein I bought in the last couple weeks, but I am super happy about it. Yes, me too. Very I just satisfied. Like to look at it. It makes me smile. It does, doesn't it? And her logo is adorable. It's really. It's cute. a little lemon, but he's like drawn like he's made out of yarn. Yeah. It's super cute. Mm. <laughs> and I actually ordered because there wasn't a ton of yarn at the event. Uh, Stephanie said that she was going to make a special order if anyone wanted other stuff. And so I did order one skein of another one. Good. But I'll talk about that when it comes. Yeah. And then I also picked up another skein of Lemonade Shop when I went into the store last week. Um, so surprisingly, there was one skein left from the event that no one had purchased. Well, obviously it was for you. So obviously I had to purchase it. I couldn't just leave a lone skein of Lemonade Shop in the Why store. Why would you do that? Who, yeah. Who does that? Who does that? Exactly. Not me. Nope. So I bought it, and this is in the regular Simple Soft base, and it's called Fairy Garden. It's really cute. It's it is cute. It's a sort of... It's like a yellowish green. Yeah, a yellowish green overall, but then it has these tiny little confetti speckles of... Hot pink and blue and yellow, just like a bunch of little neon colors. It's like um, you're in a field and a fairy flies by sprinkling rainbows. Yes. That's exactly how. Yeah. <laughs> and it's really pretty. I think this will make actually a really maybe nice shawl or, you know, socks even. It's a really interesting green It is. Color. It's kind of a, it's weird, a really weird color. It's yellow nice. green. I don't even know. But it's like kind of muted. Yeah. It's not like super bright. Yeah. It's a fun color though. I did like this uh, at the event, but uh, I thought maybe other people would buy it. And I already had one, like, my magical skein, and I didn't think I needed to hoard them all. So. Right, right. Yeah, it was because it was limited um, skeins. We didn't want to be you know, crazy. Crazy, yes. I mean, we did. But, but we weren't. We were trying not to yes. be. But when I came back the next week and there was this one skein on the shelf, I couldn't just you. leave it there, especially since the store was closing. What would happen to it if no one bought it before I did? It would be sad. It would be sad. And all alone. And all alone. Now it gets to hang out with Blue Fluffy Unicorn. Now you've rescued it. Yes. Thank goodness. So, 
Uh, that was very nice. Awesome. <laughs> Thanks, Stephanie. That's so nice. <laughs> uh, that's all I bought, though. I haven't bought too much either. I've been pretty good. Good. And let's start our next segment. Oh, hey, I think we're all done with our knitting segment. All done. All done. Oh, I just wanted to remind people, though, if in case you tune out after this, uh, we still have a giveaway going on yep. on a Ravelry thread for a skein of Sunshine Yarns Ultra Luxe Worsted, and the colorway is Tiger Lily, which is a beautiful orange. Mm-hmm. Perfect for fall. Perfect for the season. Yeah. So just go to the Ravelry thread. The rules are in there. They're really easy. And just, you know, one comment per person, and you could win. Sounds awesome. Yep. All right, let's move on Good to luck. the non-knitting segments. Bye. Bye. Kimberly, what are you reading? <gasps> oh, my god. Oh, goodness. Oh, what's going what's gonna to come out of your mouth right now? So I am reading Queen of Shadows, which oh. is the fourth book yes. in the Throne of Glass series by Sarah J. Moss. I think last time we spoke, I was talking about reading Throne, the um, Assassin's Blade, which was the short story novella oh, collection. Did you talk about that? Maybe. Oh, okay. I don't know if you did. Um, so, anyway, so I was, I, we read, like, there's there's a, it's called The Assassin's Blade, and it's five novellas that's been formed into one book. Yeah. It's and part of this. It's part of the series, series. But it's, they're all prequels to the first book, which is Throne of Glass. Mm-hmm. So, I read those. I hear they're really good. The they short are stories. really good. They're yeah. really good short stories as standalones. And then I thought, and then Queen of Shadows came out. Queen of Shadows came out while I was away. Mm. And so, I, I, it arrived when I was away. And, of course, I've been, like, dying for this book, but I was in the middle of reading something else, so I can't just, like, stop. If I stop, I just won't go back. all things. (laughs) I am. I just won't go back. So I was like, no, 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 I'm going to finish. So then I read the short story collection, and now I've read, I'm starting, I'm sorry, I'm in the middle of, almost at the end of Queen of Shadows. How is it? It is fabulous. (laughs) You're going to use another F word, huh? Yeah. I mean, it's so good. So this is the fourth book in the series. It's a six-book series. We're coming in, I mean, the pages is, is coming in yeah, at like 630 or something. They're getting longer and longer. They're getting bigger. It's like Harry Potter. It's like every one adds like 200 pages to it. Yeah. Um, totally awesome. Right. If you haven't started the Throne of Glass series yet, I think we did talk about Air of Fire. No, you, you have. About we've talked about the series before. I just don't know if you talked about yeah. Assassin's Blade. So, you know, it's a YA fantasy series about mm-hmm. an assassin who is thrown into a king's competition to become the king's assassin. And that was the first book. And then... Stuff comes out about her past, and I don't, I'm not going to give anything away. Right. But we're in book four, and she is pretty <laughs> mad about things. I still things, need to catch so. up. I've only read the first book. Oh, you got to catch up. So it's been kind of fun because my coworker Malia has been reading it um, at the same time I have. Yeah. But she's like two hundred. She just finished it last night, and I've got like another hundred fifty pages to go. Isn't my friend Crystal reading it too? I think Crystal. Oh no, Crystal's mom has it. Crystal's mom. So has she it. can't so read Crystal it yet. Can't read it yet. But I told Crystal I saw her for book club this week. I was like, you need to. Grab that thing from your mother <laughs> and start reading it right now. It is really, really yeah. good. It's very fun. Um, yeah. There's a couple things that I that are really interesting. I don't know where she's going to go with them. Right. And there's so many loose ends that, of course, there's there's got to be two more large books because there's no way she's going to get oh, really? to wrap everything okay. up. Yeah. And then there's another – there's, like, maybe just a little strangeness with the amount of men that are interested in this girl. Yeah. In, like, a boyfriend way, but – that's kind of been. I don't like when there's too many love interests. Yeah, but that's been kind of um, fixed. Okay. Now, oh, so that's good. which is Resolved. kind of nice. Yeah, but for a while I was like, really, she's got like six suitors. Like this is not. Well, that's crazy. There's like four or five of them. That's crazy. That were rotating, and then one of them's a friend. Like you know, but that's too but many. again, there's two large books after this, so I can see one mm-hmm. of them coming back as a suitor. 
Um, but I mean, we'll see. I'm really happy with how it's working out now. So this is Queen of Shadows. It's book number four in the Throne of Glass series. If you like fantasy, if you like YA, you should totally be reading it. It is a lot of fun. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just focusing on that. I like the first book a lot. I just need to catch up on my series. Yeah. So I feel like I'm going to finish that today. That's the plan. And then, and then, oh, and then I'm going to, going to read something else, um, for tomorrow. But I'm also reading real quick. I'm Mm -hmm. reading... Queen. A lot of things with Queen. I know, but this is The Queen by Tiffany Reese, which is a totally oh, different kind of book. I'm behind on that series a little, too. This is her last book in the prequel series. Prequel series. So for the first series was called The Red Years, and that's when the main character is an adult. This is the prequel to that series where the main character is, she tells her story of like growing up. Yeah, The White Years. Okay, this is from the original Sinner series? Yeah. That's what it's called. And just to warn you guys it's a an adult i would say erotica series yeah it's really good it's really (laughs) it's very well written and it's very fun um yeah um, it's reese is a great writer she's a great writer it's really what 50 shades of gray should have been or wanted to be or wanted to be but this is way more respectful of the culture and Mm -hmm. the people and like there's a lot of like really dark um things in the in the book that, um, and in the characters, but all of these people are very kind of, um, like gray. None of them are true heroes. None of them mm-hmm. are real villains. They're really interesting stuff. So, um, but yeah, not, not a lot of young readers. No, no. But if you like 50 shades of gray, you should probably read yes. the siren, which is the first book in her series, which is great, which is fabulous because if you like that kind of stuff, like she, she is an exceptional writer She's a very good writer, yeah. and the story is really awesome. So I'm reading the queen, which is the last one. Okay. Um, and yeah, I'm, I'm behind. I think the last one, I, I think I started it, but I didn't finish it yet. I think it's the king. Yeah. So I think that's two ago. Yeah. I'm a little that's behind. Two ago. Yeah. So great series that's funny I was like I was like the queen and then you were I was like oh I know what you're talking about I was like no not 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 why not why no not at all what are you reading uh, I read a book called Wallbanger by Alice Clean oh yeah talking of smutty books yeah and that was really fun it's a contemporary Good. romance and Alice Clinton's written a bunch of books but this is the first one I've read you've read a few right no I actually have Wallbreaker Wallbanger but I haven't read it yet oh I thought you read Redheaded Something. Oh, that is Alice Clayton. Yeah. Yeah, I read two of that series. Okay. Yeah. But Wallbang was really... I, I liked it a lot more than I thought I was going to like it. Mm-hmm. I, it's a... You know, I don't do contemporary romance too often. I thought it'd be just really fun and fluffy. Mm-hmm. And it is really fun, but it's also really... It was really funny and just kind of sweet. Like, these two characters, they, and they start off really hating each other. Oh, you love that. I do love that. She loves that so much. They hate each other. Well, the thing is, it's called Wallbanger, and it's about um, this woman, Caroline, who moves into a new apartment, and she thinks it's awesome, except, like, a couple days later, her neighbor comes home. He's uh, He travels, so he's not home all the time, but he comes home, and suddenly there's, like, their bedrooms are right against each other, mm. and she realizes the walls are thinner than she thought because right. she can hear everything that's going on in there. And he has several girlfriends, you know, and and it's not like gross. It's not like he's cheating on people. It's just sort of like you know he has just casual relationships, and um, but it's like really they're having really loud sex next door, and she just 
at one point she just can't take it anymore. It's not even just one night, it's like three or four nights in a row or mm -hmm. something. She just can't take it anymore and she goes over there and, you know, like yells at him. And then they end up knowing mutual friends and, you know, they end up becoming friends. So I thought they would just get together right away or something. Sometimes a lot of romance novels, they do that. And then they kind of work backwards, you know, yeah. and how, like, how are we going to have a relationship now that we've already slept together? But this was, like, totally different. I thought it was going to be like that, but it wasn't. They started becoming friends, and then it was super cute, and then finally they get together, like, near the end. And oh, that's nice. Yeah, and yeah. it's really cute. And, yeah, it was just really fun. I want to read that. Yeah, you should definitely read it. Yeah. I it's super, like yeah, if you want just, like, a really fun read, you should totally take it out. That's awesome. Yeah, it's on my Kindle. Okay. I will move it up to the... Move it up the queue. Yeah. And then the next thing, I just started it a couple days ago, so I'm not very far in, but I started the audiobook of Armada by Ernest Cline. Oh, yeah. Uh, did you... Uh, Ernest Cline, he wrote... A few years ago, I think it was at least three years ago, he wrote a book called Ready Player One. Yeah. Which people really loved, and it was kind of a sci-fi novel that referenced a lot of the 80s. Yeah. Like video games, and 80s culture. Yeah. yeah. And I listened to that one, too. It's read by Will Wheaton. This one, Armada, is as well. Oh, good. And I liked the book, but I didn't love it. I don't think I loved it as much as a lot of other people. Mm -hmm. It was just sort of the way it was written. Um, but that's mm, <laughs> neither here nor there. But uh, Armada, I just started. It seems a little similar. Like, they've already thrown in a bunch of 80s references. I think the plot's going to revolve around some, like, 80s video games. It's not part of a series, though, right? No, no. two separate No, they're two separate books, yeah. yeah. And right now it starts off with one character who is a teenager, and the first scene is he sees what looks like a spaceship from his favorite video game outside his school window, mm -hmm. and he thinks he's hallucinating or something, because why would, you know, he yeah. see this ship? And so... He goes home and he's just like thinking about it, and it goes a lot into sort of his past and his father because his father died when, before he was born, and so I'm not sure where it's going exactly. I have a feeling that the spaceship wasn't a hallucination, mm -hmm. you know, but we'll see. And yeah, the audiobook's good. I mean, again, it's read by Will Wheaton. He's a good reader. Uh, I'm interested to see where it goes. Cool. Yeah, that sounds great. I haven't heard of that one yet. Yeah, it came out recently, within the last couple months. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, so what are you watching, Kimberly? I'm not watching a lot, which is probably why I'm not knitting that much, but I did manage to watch, we, we've, Iron Muffin and I finally managed to watch the last episode of The Fall. Oh, what season? Uh, this is the second season. It was okay. like an hour and a half episode. Uh, it was really, really good. Yeah. I still, it, I still haven't finished season one. Yeah, it's a Netflix original series with Gillian Anderson. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think that she's... Your friend Jamie Dornan. And Jamie Dornan. Yeah. Um, it it really was. I think that the second season is the first season. Mm, yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's just very slow. It is slow. Not the in first a bad way, slow, but yeah. I mean, it's all very very slow. Uh, well done, but you. It's sort of stuff that they can get away with when they're doing a Netflix original series, as mm -hmm. opposed to broadcasting, because you don't have to deal so much with time restrictions and commercials and commercials and yeah. stuff. So, but yeah, I, I'm happy that I watched it, but. It's also, it kind of le leaves you on a cliffhanger. Is there going to be a season three? I think there is supposed to be a season okay. three, but I don't know, if, I don't think that they've even started filming it yet, so I don't know what's happening with that. Oh, okay. 
but it was it was good. But we were very proud that we had finally watched it because we had started watching this a while ago. Want to give a brief recap on what the show is sort of about? Oh, sorry. So the show is about a. Um, she is she is working in I think Belfast, mm-hmm. and she is a policewoman detective, mm-hmm. and she is investigating a series of murders. Right. Where the women have been murdered in their own home. Mm-hmm. And Jamie Dornan is the serial murderer. Yeah. So you kind of follow both Both of them. stories. Yeah. Um, and he has his own issues. He's got a wife and kids. And yeah, he you like know, sneaks out at night to like stop women. It's yeah. really creepy. It's very creepy. He does a really excellent job. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think people obviously are going to know him because of Fifty Shades of Grey. Mm-hmm. But he's he's actually way better in this. Um than he is in anything else I've seen him in. He was in Once Upon a Time. Yeah, he was the yeah. Um, sheriff. sheriff yeah. um, and he was cute in that, too. Yeah. But this has, like, a lot of darkness and meat for him, so I think he, yeah. he did a really, really good job. Okay. Um, but, yeah, we watched the last episode of Good the for you. I know, so now I'm like, yay, we finished it. Mm, now I feel guilty for not <laughs> waiting to finish it. it. Yeah. <laughs> good for you. But that was it. That was, was it. it. Yeah, okay. I've been watching. Uh, I've been watching a lot of things. More than normal. Uh, it's fall... And that means there's a bunch of new shows out. And normally I don't watch a lot of them. Yeah. But I had seen a bunch of TV panels and pilots when I was at Mm Comic-Con, which made me, I guess, more interested in what was going to come out in the fall. And so I've made sort of more of an effort to actually try to watch some of these shows. Uh, It's nice, though, that a lot of them have been available, you know, on Netflix or Hulu or other online places like right after they've aired because I don't have traditional cable anymore. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, so the first thing I watched, which I, the, the one I was most excited about just to see if it was any good was uh, Minority Report. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's a, a TV show, but it was based on, if you remember, a movie that Steven Spielberg directed with, well, Steven Spielberg, right? With um, Tom Cruise. I don't, yeah, it must be Steven Spielberg. I think it might, might have been. Yeah. Now that you say I that, I think on War of the Worlds. I'm not sure. I think it was. Oh, I think World of the World, World of the Worlds was, was Steven Spielberg. I'm not I, sure about Minority Report. I think Minority Report was. I'm gonna look it up while we talk. But it's if you don't remember the movie, it's basically oh gosh, it's basically a crime drama um, or a detective, you know, type of police drama where set in the future, set in the future, where um, in the first Minority Report movie. There are these three, they call them precogs, and they were like a set of twins and a sister who had visions of future murders. And so they used those children, their children at the time, to have this whole crime unit called pre-crime, and Tom Cruise was the head of the unit, and they would, you know, just based on the names and these tiny visions that the, the kids would have, they would track down these people before they killed other people. And so they were basically putting people in jail before they committed murders. And, you know, there was that whole, like, moral, like, thing about, you know, would they have really committed the murder? You know what I mean? Like, because you're kind of taking that away from them by, like, arresting them before anything even happens. So, but the end of that, like, spoiler, the end of that movie, um, pre-crime ends up falling because of Tom Cruise. Like, there's a whole thing where someone tries to frame him and then they figure out that pre-crime isn't all it's cracked up to be. And so this series, I think, starts off maybe 10 years later. Oh, right. So it's after the film. Oh, it's after the film. Yeah, it's definitely after the film. And the 
the kids that had the visions, they were swept off to some remote island to live, you know, not these, like, test animals or, like, crazy things anymore. But one of them, his name is Dash, he keeps, he's still having his visions, and I think all of them are, but they're just torturing him. He can't just let them go. So he moves back to um, the city, a city, to try to stop some of these murders. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? But every time he tries, he doesn't make it in time. Right. You know what I mean? It's just, he doesn't have enough information. Like, it only really worked when, you know, he had his sister and his brother, and then, you know, and then still, like, Tom Cruise had to track things down. It's not like it just came to them, you know right. what I mean? Like, they'd have the names, but they still had to, like, figure out where these people were or whatnot. I don't know. It was a whole thing. And so, oh, did they have the name? They had the names, right? Yeah. So, so he's trying to do this, but then he runs into a police detective while he's doing some of this stuff because they come right after, you know what I mean? And she starts to notice that he's been at a bunch of these crimes, and at first she thinks he's, you know, some kind of creepy killer. Um, but then they talk and whatever. He convinces her that he sees these, has these visions and stuff, so he helps her solve, like, um, like a crime before it happens. That and, sounds cool. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of interesting. It's not great. It's not as good as the... I mean, I love the... I actually love Minority Report, the movie. Uh, but this one's, like, just, you know, so different. It's just... Uh, it's set after. Like, you know, it's, um, it's definitely, like, a police procedural. But there's more stuff going on. There's definitely other stuff happening. And, I mean, I'm interested to see where it goes. I don't know if I love it just yet, but I think it's kind of promising. Yeah. Actually, Minority Report was directed by Steven Spielberg. Oh, there you go. Yeah. So, I watched that. And then I also watched Scream Queen. Mm-hmm. Which I think is a show on FX, and it stars Emma Roberts, and it's about a sorority house where creepy things start to happen, like people start dying, mm-hmm. and you don't know who the killer is. That's and cool. Yeah, that's actually pretty fun. It's by Ryan Murphy, who does American Horror Story and Glee, and just random. He's all over the place. But uh, I like horror, and Jamie Lee Curtis is in it. She's awesome. And so that's actually been pretty fun. It's very gory. It's gory than I thought it was going to be because it's on FX, you know what I mean? Yeah, they can um, get away with that. Yeah, but it's, yeah, it's been fun. Nick, one of the Jonas Brothers is in it. Joe? Oh, funny. Nick, I don't know which one. The one who acts. I don't know. I don't know which one it is, which is kind of weird, but he's all right. Hmm. Uh, I like it so far, though. It's, it's pretty, it's pretty fun. Cool. Yeah. And then, <laughs> I'll talk about this briefly, but I saw the weirdest movie the other day. My friend is a huge fan of anime and manga, and she asked me if I would go see this movie with her called Attack on Titan. And if you guys, you know, read anime or watch anime or anything like that, Attack on Titan's a pretty big franchise. I've never watched it, um, but I've heard of it, and so, you know, I said, sure, whatever, I'm down. And so we went, and it was the strangest movie I've ever seen. Basically, it's set in Japan, and it's about a world where one day these giant titans appeared, and they're really creepy. They're kind of, like, childlike, but giant, and they're naked, and (laughs) they kind of look like zombies, and they go around just terrorizing and just eating people, like, picking people up and just eating them. And so they appeared one day and killed a whole mess of people, so all these people built these giant walls, um, sort of three concentric circles, sort of. And, like, the really rich people live on, the, like, the inside, and then it goes out, you know? And they're okay for a hundred years. Nothing happens. People 
don't even believe they exist anymore, you know? But one day they come and break through and then like they eat all these people and then it's so hard to explain and then it's terrible and then it's so gory and two years later a bunch of these kids who were affected by the first, that last attack go out and try to repair, the, the whole, the, they create a hole in the wall which is where the titans are coming in from so they have to go out and try to fill the hole but of course, like that outer wall is filled with titans now, and it's just—it's so strange. So you're thinking maybe you didn't like it. I don't know. It was just really weird. And my friend who likes the anime, a lot of the stuff she thought it was strange too. You know what I mean? Just the way they sort of did things and certain things they changed. So this is in theaters. It's it's in a very limited release right now. There's mm-hmm. a part one and two. This is part one. Oh my god. Yeah, and I mean, it's just so weird. The Titans themselves are so creepy. Mm-hmm. I think you would not like it. They look kind of like zombies, and then they eat people. And I'm pretty sure I wouldn't go see this. Yeah. Like, I don't think I would... Nothing about this sounds like something I would want to see. It was just so strange, and there's some weird sexual stuff. Like, not like anything happens, but there's, like, one point where, you know, some the teenagers start to, like, get it on in a really awkward point in the movie. And, like, my friend was like, what's happening? People were... Even people in the theater started laughing. It was just strange. And so, I don't know. If there are other fans of Attack on Titan out there, I'd be interested to hear what you think of this movie. Because um, I knew nothing really about it before going in, and I thought it was super weird. And my friend who did know about it still thought it was super weird. Right, right. Yeah. I think we're going to wait for DVD to watch part two. Mm. Though, yeah, the Titans are so creepy looking. They kind of have Joker faces, like the really wide mouths and teeth. But then they walk around kind of like slumbering zombies, and they're naked, but they have no sex organs. It's weird. You're going to give me nightmares. Yeah, don't look at a picture. Nope. So yeah, that's what I watched. That was an interesting experience, though. Yeah. Yeah. Do you watch anything else? No, that was it. That was it? Yeah. All right. Well, I think we're done for this week. We're done. Yay. Yay. Thanks for hanging out. Yeah, I hope you guys are enjoying October. Don't forget about October. Don't forget about the giveaway. And the giveaway. Um, Just go to the Ravelry page. And I don't know, that's it. That's it. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye. You can find all the show notes on the blog at twistedstitchespodcast.blogspot.com. You can find me, Twee, on Ravelry as Fishgo182 and Kimberly as Kimberly Buggy. You can also find the podcast on Instagram at Twisted Stitches Podcast. We also have a great Ravelry group that you should definitely join. Thanks for listening.